Good day, all. Welcome to another season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, your one and only Dr. Kamla D. Here to teach you Bible truth, to help you grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace by teaching Bible truth, not my truth, Bible truth. Here we read scriptures that contain God's word. Remember to pray and ask God for understanding. Put your learning hats on, get your Bibles, invite family and friends, take notes, and let's learn Bible truth. Good day, saints. Today is Saturday, August the 5th of the year 2023. I am the host, founder, and teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries, your one and only, Dr. Kamala D. Now, today I will be uh, sharing an excerpt from um, <sighs> the late great apostle Frederick K.C. Price's epic series entitled Race, Religion, and Racism. I want to give a little disclaimer. This one is going to be tough to listen to, so I understand if you don't listen to this one. But for those of you who are very interested in, in how racism got into the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, also known as the body of Christ, um, Dr. Price, he was Dr. Price at the time, he explains it in full detail. Now, it took him three years to research before he started this epic series that lasted for almost two years. He is very detail oriented um, to the point where sometimes he annoys me, <laughs> but it is very helpful information. It is truth. It is Bible truth. And he, I truly believe that God gave him this assignment because I don't know who else on this planet that would have done what he did. I, I can't name anyone. Uh, many tried to share some information about race, religion, and racism after Fred Price kicked that door in, but failed epically. I mean, you know, they weren't really, you know, interested in conducting the extensive research that Fred Price did. So they shared some of his information, but in any event, they supported him. A lot of them did not. And the ministers that did not support him, I will say, I will go on record as saying they were false teachers because nothing he taught was false. But in any event, with that said, let's get this truth on the road. And before I start, let me um, <clears throat> share some information. It's important uh, regarding the episode that I shared last week, Catholicism and Purgatory. When I mentioned the Apocryphas, the uh, Catholic religion keeps the Apocryphas in their Bible. Their Bible has all the scriptures that we have. They just kept the Apocryphas in there. And I mentioned two major reasons why the scholars don't have it in the Bible. Number one is because they cannot confirm who the writers are. So I, I understand that. I support that. Um, number two, it doesn't support God's redemption plan. And I left one out. The number one reason is because in the New Testament, which was written in Greek, none of the apocryphal writings were there. Some of them, or I can say the majority of them were included in the Hebrew Old Testament, but none were in the, the New Testament. The New Testament consists of the blood bought covenant of the Lord and Savior, the Messiah, Jesus the Christ. So I wanted to share that uh, those writings were never in the original scriptures of the New Testament. And I think that was very important for me to share. So with that said, let's get this truth on the road. We are teaching on the subject of what? What? Race, religion and racism. Now, last time as we closed, I was making this statement. Traditionally, God and practically all Bible characters have been portrayed as white. The question is, 
Is this a biblically, historically, and scientifically accurate portrayal of mankind as created by the God of the Bible? I think that it would be interesting for our study to see what the Bible, historians, and scientists have said about this situation. Information that has been in part hidden over time in terms of the general public's knowledge about it. Now in Titus chapter 3, I left off with two passages of scripture last time. Actually Titus chapter 3 and Timothy chapter 1. Uh, you've got Titus 3, but go to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1, because I want to I wanna swing through both of these verses, or swing back and forth one to the other. Titus chapter 3 and 1 Timothy chapter 1. <clears throat> now, in Titus chapter 3, I want to read again, we read it just as we closed last time, but just in order to bring us up to speed so that we'll be clicking along in the same spot. I want to read these two verses because I know what is going to happen once this series hits the air. It's not on the air yet via television, but come January the 4th, then this series will begin to air. And that's when it'll hit the fan. And I know what some of the brethren and sisterin are going to do. So let me read this for you. You follow along. I'm reading from the New King James Version of Titus chapter 3, verse 9. says, but avoid foolish disputes. Now, I think I told you last time, underline the word foolish. That's a key word. Underline the word foolish. It says, but avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and useless. Now let's get that. But avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, and strivings, about the law, for they are unprofitable and useless. Now, the reason that I'm reading this and the one in Timothy in just a moment is because in order to ferret out the problem with this race thing in America, and especially this black-white race thing in America, we have to go back to the beginning and find out how did it get like this. Because you see, this that we are experiencing in our day is an effect of a cause. And if we don't know what caused it, then we cannot effectively fix it. Because it is in dire need of fixing. And so I want to use these two verses because I know how some ministers and people are going to react to this. They're going to accuse me of exactly what this verse says. Avoid foolish disputes in genealogy. And in a few moments, we're going to get into some genealogies. And I know what they're going to do. They're going to say that, that Fred Price is causing division in the body of Christ. Because he is doing exactly what the Bible says not to do. But I want you to read, notice carefully, I had you underline the word foolish. It says, but avoid foolish. See, it did not say avoid disputes. Sometimes disputes are necessary. Sometimes that's the only way you're going to get a resolution to a situation. You're going to have to have a dispute. I dispute all the time with the devil. And I'm disputing with him, letting him know this is my territory. Get your big fat feet off of it. This is mine. I've been redeemed from the curse. Get your hands out of my cookie jar. I'm always in dispute with the devil. So sometimes disputes are good. Now, it does not say avoid disputes. It does not say avoid genealogies. It does not say avoid contentions. It does not say avoid strivings about the law. It said avoid foolish 
Well, I'm here to tell you, I am not foolish, and you are not foolish, or you wouldn't be here. So then that doesn't apply to us. All we have to do is be sure that we avoid all the foolish stuff. So what I've decided to do is let the fools deal with the foolish stuff. And we'll deal with the stuff that needs to be dealt with. Okay? Because I told you last time, you'll, you'll start hearing it. You'll see the TV ministries, other ministries will start, start picking on me. Because they'll claim, especially the house niggas. They're going to be upset. Because they're going to say, well, man, you bet, you know, Fred Price should shut up and stop talking about this thing. I mean, we got it made. We're riding in the front of the bus. We've never been able to do that before. We used to be in the back of the bus. We, got, we don't have separate drinking fountains no more. If he keep on messing with this stuff, then white folks going to put us back in the back of the bus. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if I'm destined to the back of the bus, I want to find out right now so I can change bus lines. <laughs> Okay, now go, go to 1 Timothy chapter 1. I've said it before, I'll say it again, it's unpleasant. It grates, you know. I don't, I really don't like it, but it's a fact, it's got to be dealt with. And most people are too chicken to deal with it. Because they don't want to take the flack. But I have armor. I put it on about 27 years ago, and I have never taken it off. So I'm equipped. Take your best shot. <laughs> All right, First Timothy, First Timothy, chapter one, verse four says, "Nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which cause disputes." rather than godly edification, which is in faith. Now, is there anybody that has a traditional King James? Okay, what, what does that, um, the part of the verse in the New King James says, which causes disputes, does it say divisions in there? Questions? Okay, let me, let me have it. Ah, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. So do. Okay, now, New King James says, which cause disputes rather than godly edification. But now notice the word endless. I think I had you to underline that last time, if not, underline it. See, the word endless has a meaning. And what the word endless means, it, it really means something that's not complete. In other words, it doesn't have an end to it. You just keep going on and on and on and on and on. All it's telling you is to... to nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies. Notice it does not say genealogies. It says endless genealogies. So as long as we stay away from the endless ones, then we can talk about genealogy. Because see, here's, here's how you prove it out. If God See, now, I want you to get this so you can help your friends and your relatives when this hits the air. Because I know exactly what's going to happen. See, I'll be accused of being a strife starter, causing division. But see, if it meant for us to avoid genealogies, period, then God would be in violation of his own word. Because in the Gospel of Matthew and in the Gospel of Luke, the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ is given all the way back to Adam, all the way up to Jesus. So if genealogies in themselves were bad and evil and to be avoided, then God should never have put the genealogy of his son in the book because he violates his own word. So... He's not talking about genealogy. He's talking about endless. But I ain't going to deal with no endless. I'm going to put an end to the one I'm going to give you. <laughs> oh, it's going to have an end. Trust me. It's not endless. It has an end. It has a purpose. And we have to go back to the genealogies 
to find out who we is and why we is. Are. Okay? So I just wanted you to get that, because you hear it. I'm telling you, mark it down. Mark it down. You're going to hear it, and they're going to be jumping all over the kid, call, calling me all kind of stuff, and they watch and see some of your prominent ones are going to come up with these scriptures. I want you to get that in your head so that you'll hear it and you'll understand. All it is is because they, they're not listening and they're not reading. It does not say genealogies. It says endless. It does not say genealogies. It says foolish. And the ones I'm going to give you are not foolish because the ones I'm going to give you is going to tell us where we came from. And there ain't nothing foolish about where we came from. Okay? All right. Now, having said that, let's look at some things here. I want to talk now about Noah. Remember Noah in the ark? I want to talk about Noah and the races. After the great flood that wiped out the whole world, according to the 10th chapter of Genesis, 71, say 71, 71 distinct nations are listed descending from Noah's three sons. Noah had three sons. And out of those three sons, the human race as we know it descended. Now, you've heard me mention it, and I, I do it only because society has come up with this delineation. But we talk about the black, the white, the red, the brown, and the yellow. Well, really, there's only three. There's really only three. because Noah only had three sons. Shem, Ham, and Japheth were commanded by God to go forth and repopulate the earth according to the ninth chapter of Genesis. From these three sons of Noah, the nations of the earth were established. They are the patriarchs of the three major color groups of humans who still exist today. Now get this. From Ham, the father of the so-called black color group, came a total of 30 separate nations. 30. Turn in your Bible to Genesis chapter 10. We go into the genealogy now. And they will not be endless. They will have an end. Because we had to come from somewhere. And I, I'm, I'm sorry to have to say it, but storks don't bring folk. That, that just won't... Hey, that bird won't fly. So we had to come from somewhere. Now God has to be at least as smart as we are. I mean, there ain't no way he could be smarter than us. But I think all of us would at least agree and be willing to concede the fact that God is at least as intelligent as we are. And being God Almighty, able with his omniscience to know everything, he would know the future and he would know the kind of problems that would arise as a result of all these different pigmentations. So it seemed like he could have made the game a lot easier by making everybody one color.
Then instead of fighting over what color everybody is, we could fight over who got the longest hair, the shortest hair, the biggest eyes, the longest nose, the tallest person, the fattest or widest. We could then have that to fight over. We wouldn't have to deal with color. But all these colors all came from the same source. So God must have had a purpose. So we need to find out the purpose and we need to know where we fit into the purpose. Because see, this society, and see, I'm primarily dealing with racism in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am not, say Pastor Price is not, Price is not. dealing with Racism, racism in, society in society as a whole. As a whole. Okay? I'm a minister of the gospel. I have been given an assignment to challenge this thing in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? In the body of Christ. In the church. Okay? And in this nation, down through history, from the inception of this nation, if we take it back just to the, the, the first people, black people that were, that set foot on this continent as slaves was 1619. And from that time up till now, there has been a lie promulgated down through time from father to son from father to son, from father to son, from father to son, from father to daughter, from daughter to child, to child, to whatever. That black people were created to be burden bearers for the white man. I know that stings, but I didn't start it. I'm sorry that is here and I would to God that somebody before I ever got here had dealt with this crap and we wouldn't have to be listening to it now. But they didn't. They shirked their responsibility. They hid their heads in the sand. And so I've got the garbage detail. But I really don't mind because the pay is so good and so are the benefits. <laughs> Amen. Okay. So we've got to go back and find out how did all this start, see? God must have a purpose in it. I mean, he, he's able to see down through time. He would know what kind of confusion all this mess is going to have. Why, would, why didn't he just make everybody black? Or why didn't he make everybody white? Or why didn't he make everybody brown? Or why didn't he make everybody yellow or red or whatever? <laughs> well, actually, he did. <clears throat> we'll get into that a little bit later. There's actually only one color. But I just, I just throw that out there. There's really only one color. One color. There is actually only one color. One. And it ain't white and it ain't black. It's not brown, it's not red, and it's not yellow. I'll let you chew on that a while. Did I tell you to turn to Genesis chapter 10? Okay, I told you that out of Noah's three sons, Shem, Ham, Japheth, out of Ham came 30, say 30, separate nations. Look at this, Genesis chapter 10, beginning with verse 6. It says, the sons of Ham were Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush were Seba, Havilah, Septa, Reama, and Sabteca. And the sons of Reama were Sheba and Dedan. Cush begot Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore it is said, like Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. Erek, Akkad, and Kalna in the land of Shinar. From that land he went to Assyria and built Nineveh, Rehoboth, Ur, and Kala. 
and reason between Nineveh and Kala, that is the principal city. Mizraim begot Ludim, Anamim, Lahabim, Neptahim, Pathrusim, and Cassihim, from whom came the Philistines and Captorim. Canaan begot Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth. The Jebusite, the Amorite, the Girgashite, the Hivite, the Archite, and the Sinite. The Arvidite, <laughs> the Zimmerite, and the Hamethite. Afterward, the families of the Canaanites were dispersed, and the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon as you go toward Gerah, as far as Gaza. Then as you go toward Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, and Zobayim, as far as Lasha. These were the sons of Ham according to their families, according to their languages, in their lands and in their nations. Now, <clears throat> I know if you like I am, in years gone by, when I would read the Bible, and especially go through Genesis, and I'd read all these names, somehow I couldn't even pronounce or hard pronounce, and all that, it, it, it seemed like it's very boring. But I want you, if you have never in your raggedy life ever listen, you need to be listening because all of these have to do with us today. And as we go back later on through the genealogy of Jesus Christ himself, we're going to take you all the way back to Adam through some of these that we have named. And we're going to find out the truth about where we came from and why we are and what we ought to be. So we have to go through these things. So I ask the Lord to help you to look and help you to listen and help you to read. Okay? Because when we get finished with it, it's going to all fit into place just like a beautiful picture in a jigsaw puzzle. Now, from Shem, the father of the Semitic or yellow color group, which includes Jews, Arabs, Middle Eastern and Asiatic people, came a total of 27 separate nations. Look at the 10th chapter of Genesis, beginning with verse 21. And the children and children were born also to Shem, the father of all the children of Eber, the brother of Japheth, the elder. The sons of Shem were Elam, Asher, Arphaxed, Lud, and Aram. The sons of Aram were Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash, Apro so-and-so, Selah, and Selah begot Eber. To Eber were born two sons, the name of one was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Joktan begot Almadad, Shelep, Hazarma, Hazarmaveth, Jerah, Hadoram, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Abimiel, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah. Now keep, listen to these names. Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobab. All these were the sons of Joktan, and their dwelling place was from Misha, as you go towards Sefer, Sephar, the mountain of the east. These were the sons of Shem, according to their families, according to their languages, in their lands, according to their nations. Now from Japheth, the father of the white or Caucasian color group, which includes the Germanic peoples of Northern Europe, came a total of 15 separate nations. Now, pick up on this. How many did I say? 15. Out of Ham came 30. Out of Shem came 27. And out of Japheth came 15. Keep that in mind. Now, in Genesis 10, 
I want you to look at verse beginning with verse 2. It says, The sons of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Mayday, Javin, Tubal, Meshech, and Tyrus. The sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Ripheth, and Togarma. The sons of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Dodanim. From these, the coastland peoples of the Gentiles were separated into their lands, everyone according to his language, according to their families, into their nations. Say nations. Now, look at the 32nd verse of the 10th chapter. It says, these were the families of the sons of Noah, according to their generations, in their nations, say nations, and from these the nations were divided on the earth after the flood. So everybody has come from Shem, Ham, and Japheth. They're responsible for every group of people that you have today. The only reason that you don't have a distinct separation of the three and instead have five is because there has been so much admixture down through history. There are very few people on the planet today that could be called pure. Ninety-nine percent of everybody on the planet is a mongrel, which simply means a mixture. But everybody on this planet is living here now came from Noah's three sons. And the majority of the people that came from Noah's three sons are dark complexion people because there are more dark complexion people on the planet than there are light complexion people on the planet well, what does all that mean follow on now the word nations is an interesting word in strong's concordance he gives us a definition of the word nation because the word Race, as we know it, referring to different color groups, the word race and ethnic, as we use them, are not found in the Bible. Ethnic is not in the Bible. Race, as referring to different groups of people, is not in the Bible. Those are manufactured words. Okay? Now... Strong's definition of the word nation reads as follows, and I want to quote from the concordance by Strong. Under number 1484, the word is ethnos, E-T-H-N-O-S, ethnos. And it probably derives from 1486 in his concordance. And it means a race as of the same habitat. In other words, living in the same geographical area. Now from Japheth, the father of the white or Caucasian color group, which includes the Germanic peoples of Northern Europe, came a total of 15 separate nations. Now, pick up on this. How many did I say? Fifteen. Out of Ham came thirty. Out of Shim came twenty-seven. And out of Japheth came fifteen. Keep that in mind. Now, in Genesis 10... I want you to look at verse beginning with verse 2. It says, The sons of Japheth were Gomer, 
Magog, Mayday, Javin, Tubal, Meshech, and Tyrus. The sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Ripheth, and Togarma. The sons of Javin were Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Dodanim. From these, the coastland peoples of the Gentiles were separated into their lands, everyone according to his language, according to their families, into their nations. Say nations. Now, look at the 32nd verse of the 10th chapter. It says, these were the families of the sons of Noah, according to their generations, in their nations. Say nations. And from these, the nations were divided on the earth after the flood. So everybody has come from Shem, Ham, and Japheth. They're responsible for every group of people that you have today. The only reason that you don't have a distinct separation of the three and instead have five is because there has been so much admixture down through history. There are very few people on the planet today that could be called pure. Ninety-nine percent of everybody on the planet is a mongrel, which simply means a mixture. But everybody on this planet is living here now came from Noah's three sons. And the majority of the people that came from Noah's three sons are dark complexion people. Because there are more dark complexion people on the planet than there are light complexion people on the planet. Well, what does all that mean? Follow on. Now, the word nations is an interesting word. In Strong's Concordance, he gives us a definition of the word nation because the word race, as we know it, referring to different color groups, the word race and ethnic, as we use them, are not found in the Bible. Ethnic is not in the Bible. Race, as referring to different groups of people, is not in the Bible. Those are manufactured words. Okay? Now, Strong's definition of the word nation reads as follows, and I want to quote from the Concordance by Strong. Under number 1484... The word is ethnos, E-T-H-N-O-S, ethnos. And it probably derives from 1486 in his concordance. And it means a race as of the same habitat. In other words, living in the same geographical area. A tribe, a species, a foreign, non-Jewish tribe or species usually by implication pagan gentile heathen nation people that's what this word ethnos means okay listen again it means gentile heathen nation people now go to Acts chapter 17 Now, I have to go through this, and I know, as I say, some of it is not all that exciting, but it's like everything else. It, there are pieces to the whole puzzle, and once you get to the end and you see the whole picture, you can appreciate the pieces. Okay? So it's very important that you listen, because much of what I'm going to be dealing with later on, when we get into the racism section and the religion section, 
you're going to need this to tie it together. So I've got, I've got to give it to you. And since I can't give it to you, can't give you everything, I can't give you the whole series in one shot, we have to do it piecemeal. And that's why some people come up with the idea that this is what you call endless genealogies and it doesn't have a purpose. But it does have a purpose. It does have a purpose. Very important purpose. But we've got to go through each step to get to the result that we want. And once we get to the result, then we'll be able to look back at the steps and then have a greater appreciation for it. So you got, you, we, we, got to go, we got to go through it. Now, I spent three years getting this information together. Show sure enough, y'all can hang with me for a couple of sessions. Amen. Okay? Amen. I, I spent three years researching this. Surely, you can hang with me a couple of hours. I'll, I'll have to say like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The temptation of racism. All right, I told you to turn to Acts. And we looked at this before, but I want you to see this again. Look at verse 26. Everybody read Acts 17, 26. All right, now listen, and he has made from one, what? Blood, every what? God bless you. Every nation, every ethnos. How many? Every. From how much? One. That's why I said there's only one color. Now watch this, watch it. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. Now I want you to get this. One blood, every nation. Say that. One blood, every nation. Say it again. One blood, every nation. Now, Again, I, this is, the, I have to build, see, so <laughs> you, you, gotta, you got to hang with me because when we get to the punchline, then you'll have, you, you'll really be able to appreciate, but that, these are the steps, you know, it's like working a jigsaw puzzle. Look like a great big old box full of stuff, bunch of pieces and, you know, don't look like they have much to do with each other, but given enough time, it makes a beautiful picture, right? All right, now, now it's raining outside, isn't it? Now let, let, let me let me let me say this because we always have new people in. When my God, this great big old church ain't got a bad roof on the thing and we leaking. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, it's it's really not a bad roof. Cause this is a different it's a different kind of a roof. And people believe it or not, people shoot at this building. Yeah, they shoot bullet holes. You go up on top of this building, you'll see bullet holes. And what happens there, you know, bullet hole is very small if you think about how big this dome is. And it's difficult to find the thing. And a lot of times you don't know it's there till it rains. Okay, now before I was so wetly interrupted, uh, I told you we just read in, in Acts 17, 26, that God has made out of how much blood? How many nations? So every nation comes out of one blood. That's why I say there's only one color. And I'll get, I'll get into that later on. And I'm going to show you this scientifically. This is scientific. I'm not just talking. This is scientific truth that I'll show you later on. That there's only one color. What you see is a mirage. Now, again, I want, I want, I want, to, I want this to get into you. How much blood? One. How many nations? All. 
Now watch this. 1 Corinthians 15 and 39. says, all flesh is not the same flesh. Now get this now. But there is one kind of flesh of men. Another flesh of animals, another of fish, and another of birds. But I want you to get that first, the first two lines. All flesh is not the same flesh. But there is one kind of flesh of men. Oh, did you get that? Is the same because it comes from the same source. Ah, you didn't get it. Let me read it again. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is how many kind? One kind of flesh of men. Men is plural. Man is singular. Men is plural. So men means all men. One kind of flesh. Another flesh of animals, another of fish, and another of birds. When he says all flesh is not the same flesh, he means man's flesh is not the same as fish flesh, as bird flesh, as animal flesh, but all men are of one flesh. Get this now. I got a bill. I got a bill. One out of how many bloods? How many nations? How many different kind of flesh of men? One. So, as much as you perhaps would like to avoid it, this flesh be the same as that flesh. He won't mind this. If he does, I'll fire him. <laughs> but I want you to get this because. When we get to the end of it, it's going to all, it'll all hook up together, but we, I got to take it step, step by step. I can only give you a little at a time. But I want you to get that again. How many bloods? One. How many nations? All. So all nation means all ethnos. Now, we derive our English word ethnic from that ethnos. Because it's ethnic per se is not a biblical word. But we talk about different ethnic groups. There are none. There's only one. And you've been tooting your horn <laughs> like you so special. And I already told you about the fact you ain't nothing but dirt. <laughs> Remember that when we talked about dirt dust? Remember? God has told us in so many ways and we still refuse to listen to God. We'd rather listen to the devil and make all of these arbitrary distinctions which really are not distinctions at all. They're only stinks. In the nostrils of God. Because he said, I didn't say, Crenshaw Christian Center didn't say, God said, how many blood? How many nation? How many different flesh of men? One. One. So all man, man's flesh is the same. Well, why does it look different? We'll get to that. Well, I got to take a step at a time. But it's still the same flesh. Because God tells us, listen to it, all flesh is not the same flesh, meaning animal, bird, fish, but there is one kind of flesh of men, just one. Just one. All right, look at Romans chapter 12. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Romans chapter 12. Ah. I'm almost reluctant to read the verse that I want to read. Because when I read this verse,
when I read this verse, it is going to be an indictment against the church, the historical church of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many blood? One. How many nations? All. How many different flesh of men? One. One. All right. Romans 12 and, well, let, let's begin reading in verse 3. You follow. For I say through the grace given to me. Now, now understand when we're reading this Bible. God, the Father, is talking to his blood-bought, blood-washed, redeemed people. Meaning... He's talking to everybody. Say everybody. everybody. Say everybody. everybody. Say everybody. everybody. Say every man. Every, man. every woman. Every, woman. Every, boy. every boy. Every girl. God is talking to his blood-bought, blood-washed, redeemed people. So when he's speaking in the Bible, he's talking to every person that claims Jesus as their Savior and Lord. Be he what we call black, white, brown, red, or yellow. Even to me, to everyone who is among you. Now, when he says among you, he's talking to among you saints. Now, the letter, obviously, as originally written, was directed to the church at Rome. But that's because the church at Los Angeles wasn't established yet. And so God wanted to get his word into the earth realm so that when the church at Los Angeles, Los Angeles did get established, they'd have something they could read about themselves, which applies to them, though originally given to the Romans. Okay, so you got to understand it and read it that way. For I say through the grace given to me to every man who is among you, saints of God. Really, is what it's talking about, see? Not limited just to the people at Rome, though they were the ones that got the first opportunity to get the benefit of the letter. Are you following me? But ultimately, God's speaking to all of his people. All right, watch this now. For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Oh, you didn't get that one, did you? I guess you thought I was still reading genealogies there, huh? Got a little boring to you, huh? No, now watch this. This is God speaking to us now. So don't get upset with me. I didn't write this. For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. So then that's telling me God is telling you. God is telling you. Christian, that you're not supposed to think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. Now, how many blood? One. How many nations? All. How many different kind of flesh? Well, that means then white flesh ain't no better than black flesh, ain't no better than brown flesh, ain't no better than yellow flesh, ain't no better than red flesh. Ain't no better than white flesh, ain't no better than than them. So you see then this racism thing in America about black and white shows us, and I, we know every individual person, is not this. We know that. I do at least. I'm, and I'm not talking about every individual person. So you don't need to get on your high horses and, and act like you offended. <laughs> unless I called your name and unless you fit the bill. If, if this is not you, then I'm not talking to you. That's 
but I sure am talking to a whole lot of folk because it's a whole lot of folk that's kept this garbage going on. And it's all because of thinking more highly of themselves than they ought to think. You ain't nothing but dirt. Now, and this is the sad part, that because some have thought more highly, they have put that monster off on others who didn't look like them and taught them by example that they are not as good as so they have thought less of themselves than they should have because they're the same flesh as the ones that are thinking highly of themselves. How many bloods? One. How many nations? All. How many flesh of men? One. So then one ain't no better than the other. And this is a terrible travesty of justice. Some have, some have gone to the extreme thinking more highly and others have gone to the extreme thinking too lowly of themselves. You know, low self-esteem, inferiority complex simply because we have been taught that down through the years directly and subliminally but it's still the same mess. But listen to this, let's go on. For I say to the grace given to me to everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith, or the measure of faith, as it says in the original King James. Watch this now. Verse 4. For as we have many members in one body, for as we have many members in one body, for as we have many members in one body, for as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Now, something is radically wrong in the church. Has been for the last 300 plus years. Did you get what that said? It says, so we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Why? Because we're in the same what? Body. So we should have the same care for one another because we're in the same body. We are one as far as God is concerned, so something is wrong, and I'm out of time. Well, saints, that concludes this episode. Now, if you want to purchase the entire Race, Religion, and Racism series, you can go to faithdome.org, click on the store, type in Race, Religion, and Racism, his books will pop up. I have the books as well. I had the books before I bought the audio. And it is truly a blessing. You will find out things that you had no clue existed. You will find out how it came into fruition. You will find out um, who started the rumors. And it's, it is so educational. I think some of this should be taught in school. Now, with that said, next weekend, I will be sharing another episode regarding a religion or either a denomination. I'm torn between two right now, so I don't know which one I'm going to share, but um, I want you to remember I share in love. My goal and my focus is to get people to the savior, not a savior, the savior. There's only one savior and his name is Jesus. So that is my mission. I am not against people. I am against teachings of religion and denominations. So that is what my goal is, is to teach you Bible truth. And I don't care what religion it is. If it doesn't include Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross, uh, you can't be saved. I know it may make you feel good, but you can't be saved. So until next time, saints, 
I want you to walk in love. Choose Jesus. Wear your cross. To God be all the glory. Peace out. I hope you were blessed by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this particular episode or any previous episodes, please send your comments or questions to talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. And if you would like to support this podcast financially, because it has been a blessing to you, go to one of my five podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Radio Public, and contribute an amount of your choice. Or you can send your seed to me via Cash App, dollar sign, Dr. Kamla D. That's dollar sign, capital D, lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e, capital D. Anything you choose to send will be greatly appreciated. Now until next time, saints, remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We walk by faith, not by sight. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D, rightly dividing the word of truth in peace and love. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope to see you next time.